almost a million dollars over the next three years is earmarked to boost Tauranga's arts, culture and heritage sectors in the City Council's long-term plan. More than 10% of the almost 2,000 submissions on the plan concerned arts and culture. In February, the city's elected councillors were replaced by four commissioners who will govern Tauranga until after next year's local body elections. Those commissioners have now approved $750,000 of new funding for arts, culture and heritage over the first year. That includes 100000 towards the local film sector, 150000 for the Tauranga Art Gallery, as well as money towards a feasibility study for a heritage centre in the currently museumless city. So what can Tauranga expect in return for this sizeable investment? I spoke to the chair of the commission, Anne Tolley, and to Simone Anderson, the director of the Incubator Creative Hub. The long-term plan includes funding of up to $350,000 for it over the next three years. First, I asked Anne why the commissioners have committed so much money to areas that not all ratepayers see as essential. Part of it is is a a catch-up on on investment that hasn't been made uh, in the past, but also the arts and culture sector through the through the long-term plan submissions and then particularly through the oral submissions, really stood up and said loud and clear, this is a big part of our community. It has lots of advantages, whether it's social. Um, we even had a psychiatrist come and back up the use of arts. You know, very di- people having very difficult times. The creative sector can be extremely healing. Um, but just, you know, a huge expression of desire to see that investment in our community and it was pretty hard to resist. There were literally hundreds of people came to speak to us and plead with us to make you know, a reasonable investment and that's why it is a considerable investment but it's, the art sector is often just thought of as an add-on and nice to have but what we saw was just a really dedicated group of large number of people involved throughout the community having a, a huge influence uh, right across our communities, right across Tauranga City people. There will, though, be some degree of, of payback for the city. I'm looking at that $100,000, for example, to nurture the local film sector. Uh, and, and it, you know, we, we've identified the film sector as, you know, a real, I was going to say cash cow, but a, but a money earner for the country. So this clearly has become a, a priority. What can Tauranga offer filmmakers? The opportunities for this industry here are huge. What came through clearly was that uh, despite the efforts of, of a number of people, it wasn't well coordinated. And so that, that 100000 is there to support them, but also to get some sort of structure in the industry uh, and some, some long-term support from our economic development team. Simone, I'll bring you in here. The Incubator Creative Hub, I know, lobbied very hard, has been successful with um, funding several hundred thousand dollars over the next few years. What is that extra funding going to allow the hub to do? Um, This is going to give us just the best confidence to continue growing. So we're reasonably young, we're eight years old, and the way that we grow is we respond to what the need of the community is and we've kind of got to this point where we've just stopped. So this is going to give us great confidence that we can just keep doing what we're doing um, and also filling a lot of gaps there that aren't being, you know, different demographics and genres that are not being um, represented out there in the community. So this is really great news for us. Can you give me some... Uh, examples, really specific examples of uh, areas that have been neglected and how the hub wants to to work with them? 
Um, I'll just list a couple of the priority projects that we will get cracking on straight away, and that is developing um, a very inclusive, very exciting ceramic and pottery community hub um, here in the village. Imagine a place where people can come for therapy or schools can visit, um, and also the whole, there's a huge community of potters that are not connected, so this is going to be a groundbreaking project for them, um, and also kind of touching on the film as well, there's um, a cinema here in the village that we would love to activate as a true community cinema. So you're getting the end product of these local filmmakers um, having their own space where they can share films. We've just had the most amazing Matariki cinematic showcase of Māori films and they just sit there and don't get seen. So this is an incredible opportunity for us. And also we are working on a project called Social Fabric, which is identifying that fashion is really part of the creative arts and using a lot of sustainable ideas to create high-end fashion and giving people employment and opportunities to work together. And, and that also includes schools and workshops for youth. So those are a couple of examples of what we are planning to do immediately. And I see there are also heritage uh, projects that are going to get the tick with this money. Pretty exciting ones, actually, including the one at Gate Park. Um, one of the things that we found uh, coming here as commissioners, um, particularly uh, Stephen and I coming from outside, was this rich, rich history um, that, that the city has that is completely uh, hidden uh, and unknown. And, you know, Gate Power was, was one of the, the few Maori victories, but, but it, it, it was a very important one when you look at its place in New Zealand's history and then Tiranga. Um, following that, so so yes, I mean we 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 apparently have an amazing collection here in Tauranga that's in a couple of sheds out in, in Mount Monganui that no one can ever see, and we had the ultimate shame I think of our neighbours in Western Bay offering to exhibit some of that in their museum, um, so that Tauranga people could see some of their cultural um, history. So, and, and and we had a number of submissions from people and talked to a lot of people who, who all said, we have this rich rich history that, that our children need to be able to um, see and understand and talk about, and there is nowhere um, where, they can, where they can do that. So we have these places around the city and we have this collection. We need to actually do something with that. How is this going to work then? How, how are the people of Tauranga going to be able to see their Tauranga um, because you don't have a dedicated museum in the city, and we've talked about this before on the program. It seems to be, you know, bizarre. Uh, I, I don't see the long-term plan putting money aside for a new museum. So how is this going to work? No, but we have put money aside. The Heritage Trust came and spoke to us. They've, they've been offered a place because they, when they, when as commissioners, when we first came in, they came and said, look, we don't want to go through this again. The city's been torn apart over a museum, you know, to museum or not to museum, uh, several times. We don't want that. What we do want is your support if we go ahead and create a heritage centre. Now, I think they're calling it a heritage centre so that they don't call it a museum because that will just start it all up again. But they have been offered a place. We put some money in the uh, long-term plan to help with feasibilities and investigations um, to support that. We would like to see, I mean, it's costing, I understand it's costing uh, just under half a million dollars a year to maintain the collection. Well, you could just about run a museum on that amount of money. 
So long term, I think we will get a heritage centre uh, where people can see that taonga, but we've just got to work our way through that. Simone, really interesting uh, reading the, the breakdown of um, survey results for arts participation. Tauranga, um, I think involvement in the arts grown by something like 8% in the last three years. Uh, you're above the national average for overall arts participation. 80% of residents recognise the value of the arts and fostering creativity uh, and more than 7 out of 10 support the arts being part of education for every New Zealander. So what is it, do you think, about Tauranga that means there is such strong support for arts, culture and heritage? I think it's kind of a growing thing too because the city is, is growing and this has been a bit of a paradigm shift that's happened over the last few years where, um, as Anne mentioned, arts is kind of considered more of an indulgence but it really is an essential nutrient in everybody's diet. So I think it's just kind of a coming of age thing too and this is where the support and participation has come out. And if you actually provide the platforms to people for people to experience art as audience or participants or exhibitors, performers, then you are going to grow that support and culture. I think that's, you know, we're on this great trajectory now and it's really encouraging to see that. You know, people are speaking up and they do want to have things to do that are not the beach or the sports ground. So, you know, we're sort of um, closing the gap a little bit. And will in three years' time there be an expectation that the arts, cultural and heritage sectors will be able to report back uh, with how that million dollars or so has been spent and uh, invested and what it's meant for the city? I mean, Simone mentioned before some of the ideas that they're working on should generate jobs, and that's always invaluable for, for a city. But is there an expectation that there will be payback for Tauranga from this investment? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think certainly the incubator, we're looking to increase, you know, we're proposing that they get an increase each year over the next few years. Um, but that will be based on uh, achieving, you know, we'll, there'll be some what they call KPIs, that the things that we want them to achieve. But the clear message that we had um, through the hearings from people is that they want to see, they're sick of plans and they're sick of talk about things that you know could happen and might happen. They want to see things actually delivered that make a difference. And that means, I think, some visible art, culture and, and heritage uh, in their communities. There is an employment uh, perspective to that and that would be interesting to try and capture. But it's sort of creating the soul of, of a community. What, what we found really is that growth has sort of overwhelmed the city and it, it's a bit, someone described it to me as being a bit like a teenager and as Simone says, the city's sort of coming of age and saying actually we're a city of 150,000 people uh, and that means, you know, we're a big city in New Zealand and that means we have to look and feel like a big city and arts and culture and our heritage are an important part of that and should be visible and should be tangible so that everyone can experience them. And I think when you look at some of the great cities around the world, arts, culture and heritage are an important part of, of those cities. So, so I, I think the community expects to see something for that big investment, uh, but it's not necessarily an economic development, it's part of its social fabric. Simone, fast-forwarding three years' time, or crystal ball-gazing, however you like to look at it, what are your hopes with this substantial investment over the next three years? 
what do you hope for the city that you you care about? How will is this transformative? Is this is this game changing amount of money? It definitely is, and I think we uh, we're based in a place here called the Historic Village, which used to be a museum. And I see that in the future, this will be um, a lighthouse destination for the city. You know, there's a lot of things that aren't going right at the moment, but this is the opportunity to have a place where people will hear about it from the other regions, and it becomes a place that's identified for its arts, culture and heritage. And also there's um, so much more engagement with rangatahi and youth, and you know, one of our plans is to create um, a rangatahi art collective. And, you know, I just see it becoming way so much more vibrant and accessible. So this funding really does give surety that this will happen. We're very confident um, that this will be the case in three years.